What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're back for episode two of the Ultimate Guide to Fat Loss. So last week, we talked about getting your baseline, tracking your calories for a little bit, simply downloading MyFitnessPal, and just having an understanding of where you're at right now. Because without that awareness, we can't go anywhere. We need, some, we need a baseline, so that way we can make improvements from that baseline. So today we're going to talk about the next step, but before we get into that, I have a couple announcements to make. As always, if you find this episode helpful, if you learn a few things, if you find it valuable in any way, it would mean the world to me if, one, you drop a five-star rating and review down below, and two, if you shared it with one other person who you think it would help as well. If you know someone who's going into the summer trying to lose fat, maybe hasn't done it the right way in the past and is just looking for that solution, definitely share this episode with them. I would really appreciate it, and it helps us help more people. Secondly, if you, uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. I plug it almost every episode, and I always say there's a reason why I plug it so much. It's 75 pages, nine chapters, taking you through exactly how to set up your own nutrition program for athletic performance. So if you're an athlete listening to this, or if you know someone who's an athlete, you've got to get your hands on this book. And the best part is it's completely free. So all you got to do is click the link down below, enter in your email, or your name and your email, and it's all yours, completely free. So that wraps up the announcements. As always, thank you for listening to this episode. And without further ado, let's get into episode two of the Ultimate Guide to Fat Loss. All right, so in today's episode, we're talking about the next step in getting you towards that fat loss that you want. And the next step, so the first, the first week was just getting that baseline, getting an idea of where you're at right now. This next week, is going to be the diet before the diet. And I know it's a process. And here's the thing, we gotta take the time to do it the right way so we can actually set you up to be able to lose fat relatively easily. A lot of people, when they wanna lose fat, they just drastically cut calories. They might not even be tracking calories, they just drastically cut the amount of food they're eating. And here's what happens. You'll see fat loss in the first couple of weeks, but what happens when you're tired of eating an absurdly low amount of calories? You start binging. And it's just this cycle that keeps going and going back and forth. And we don't want that. We want to make sure that you can go about this fat loss in a sustainable way that allows you to keep it off forever, essentially. So the next step in that process is what's called the diet before the diet. It's just making sure your body is in a place where it's ready to lose fat and you're adhering to the plan. Because another thing about just going straight into a fat loss phase is, especially if you've never tracked before, is adherence. How do you know if you're, you're capable of sticking to your numbers, of sticking to the actual strategies that we're going to implement? We don't know that yet. So we have to use the diet before the diet. So it's a period of like two, three, maybe even four weeks, depending on your situation it could be longer if you're uh, we'll get into that in a second but likely somewhere between two to four weeks of just getting consistent with your macros around maintenance and just getting consistent with the skill of tracking because doing that is going to put you in a position to succeed a lot more easily when we actually take you into a deficit take you into a fat loss phase so for the diet before the diet there's a couple different scenarios so i'll take you through each of them today the first one is if you're already near maintenance, so if you if you track your calories and it turns out, okay, I'm pretty close to what my actual calculated maintenance should be. And remember, if you need to calculate your maintenance, you can use something 
called the Harris-Benedict equation. You can look it up on Google. I believe I talked about it last episode. So if you track your calories on MyFitnessPal for three to four days and you realize, okay, I'm actually pretty close to what my calculated ideal maintenance calories should be, awesome. You're already ahead of the game. So what you'll want to do now is just put yourself at those maintenance calories. Like I say you're 100 or 200 calories off. You can just put yourself right up or right down to your maintenance calories. And what you're going to do is just you're going to hover around there for two, three, maybe four weeks. Like I said, two to four weeks. And what that's going to allow you to do is, one, just ensure that, that your body actually recognizes that maintenance as its maintenance. So that way, when we take the calories lower, you're actually in the deficit. And two, most importantly, especially in this case where you're already, you were already pretty close to your maintenance calories, it just solidifies the adherence to the plan. It allows you to practice the skill of tracking your food and weighing your food and navigating going out to eat, um, how you're going to track that. So that two to four week period is a great time for you to just practice and really get good at the skill of tracking because, again, if we take you into a deficit and you suck at tracking, you're probably not going to be in a deficit because you don't know how to track or you might be in too much of a deficit. And that's going to kind of come back to bite us in the ass later. So we got to make sure that you're in a position where you understand how to track effectively. So that way we can be as effective as possible once we actually get into the fat loss phase. So that's scenario number one. If you're already close to maintenance, um, which honestly tends to not be the case super often, uh, if you are, if you are actually near your maintenance calories, I would either assume one of two things. One, it was just kind of a fluke and you, and you got lucky, which is, which is great. That's fine. That's totally good. Or two, you were someone who's already been tracking before and already has somewhat of an idea what your maintenance calories were. So you're already around there. I can't think of another case where it just like, if you, people are at their maintenance calories, because a lot of times, uh, people tend to be either under or over. So if you're already near your maintenance calories within like a 100 to 200 calorie difference, then great job. Uh, you're just going to make things a hell of a lot easier for yourself going forward. The second scenario, and I would say this one's pretty common, is people who are under eating, where their maintenance right now is actually lower than what their ideal maintenance should be. So for example, if someone comes to me, they're... Uh, their ideal maintenance calories are 3,000 calories. So they should be able, based on their, their body weight and their height, their age, they should be able to eat 3,000 calories and maintain their weight. But after a couple of days of tracking, we realize, oh, wow, you're only eating 2,000 calories a day. We have to make sure that you don't make the mistake of going from 2,000 down to 1,600 or 1,500 in an attempt to lose fat right away. And here's why. So when you go into a calorie deficit, your body adapts because it recognizes a calorie deficit, a decrease in the intake of food as a decrease in the availability of food in the environment. And from an evolutionary perspective, that means death if you don't get enough food for a long enough period of time. So I'm not going to say it goes into survival mode because a lot of people really just fuck up that term. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to call it, but... What your body does, it, is, it essentially adapts to become more efficient with the calories that it burns and the energy that it spends. So one way it does that is that it lowers your metabolism. Now, the, low, the lowering of the metabolism doesn't necessarily happen all that much from your like RMR so your, your, or your basal metabolic rate. 
that's not really slowing down all that much. It slowed down a little bit, um, but honestly, not as much as people think. And I think people like to use that as an excuse or a cop out for like, oh, my metabolism's broken. My, my metabolism, my, my metabolism, I can't talk. My metabolism is slow. I, I can't lose fat. Um, I'm never going to be able to do it. Like, look, most of the time, uh, your RMR doesn't adapt down that much. What does slow down is your knee. Um, and also thermic effective food because you're not, you're just not taking in as many calories. So your body doesn't have to spend as many calories to digest that food and your body conserves energy by not moving around as much, uh, being kind of lazy, not fidgeting, not wanting you to, not wanting you to get up. Um, but nonetheless, when you go into a calorie deficit, your body wants to adapt to protect itself. And that's how we've ended up at the point where you're eating 2000 calories, but you're not losing weight. Because if you think about it, if you're in a thousand calorie deficit, shouldn't you be losing weight? The thing is, you're not in a calorie, you're not in a calorie deficit right now. Even though you're at 2,000 calories and your maintenance should be at 3,000, you're not actually in a deficit. You're at maintenance. Your maintenance right now is 2,000. Our job, before we take you into a phase where we try to actively get you to lose fat, is to get you back up to that um, ideal maintenance. So if you're sitting at 2000 right now and your maintenance should be 3000, our job is to get you as close to that maintenance as possible. Um, before we take you into a fat loss phase. And now in some cases we don't have to get all the way up there. The first thing we have to take into consideration is appearance because for a lot of people increasing calories is a daunting task to ask of them, especially when their goal is to try to lose fat. Like they come to me, pay me to, to, lose, to lose fat, and it's like, okay, we have to increase calories probably by 500 to 1,000 calories eventually. And it's like, holy shit, like this isn't what I signed up for. What are we doing? The thing, the, the thing to realize is that by doing this, by taking the time to ramp up the calories uh, to that ideal maintenance, we're putting you in a position to lose fat much more effectively and much more easily in the long term. Because look, if you go down to 1,500 calories right now, you'll lose fat, but what happens? You're going to adapt. You'll see some initial fat loss maybe in the first couple of weeks, but then your body's just going to be like F you and not want to budge anymore just because you're going so low in calories that it has to adapt to compensate for that and become more efficient. Now, if you keep going lower and lower, then yeah, you'll lose fat because you're technically in a calorie deficit, but at a certain point, it just becomes straight up unhealthy. So what we got to do is ramp your calories up. So if you if you track your calories and you realize, oh shoot, I'm like 700 calories off what I should be, here's what you'll do. Um, and if you want a more detailed explanation of how to go about this process, definitely listen to the reverse dieting 101 episode Karan and I did, I believe it was a couple weeks ago. I forget what episode number it is, um, but I'll go, I'll go through the process briefly on here, but I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about it. Um, so what you're going to do, your goal is to fill in that gap. So if you're at, let's say 2,300, because a thousand's a bit extreme. Most people don't tend to be that far off of their maintenance. Let's say you're like 700 calories off. So you're at 2,300 calories. Your ideal maintenance is 3,000. What do you do to fill in that gap? So what you're going to want to do first is make, I like to make a little bit more of an aggressive jump right off the bat. So instead of a 100 calorie increase, I'll probably go up 200 to 300 calories. So if you're sitting at 2,300, I'll go ahead and take you up to 
2,600. Let's say 2,600 for the sake of this example. Um, so let's say we have 2,600. And the, the macro breakdown is pretty standard to what we would normally see. One gram per pound of protein, uh, roughly 30 to 35% fat. And the rest is going to be made up of carbs. What we're going to do to get you to that 3,000, that ideal maintenance, is ramp up the calories at a rate of 50 to 100 calories every one to two weeks. And that increase in calories is going to come through carbohydrates primarily. So protein is going to stay fixed. Uh, fat is most likely going to stay fixed. I've had a few cases where um, clients just don't want to add that many carbs, especially for someone who's trying to lose fat. It can be a little bit daunting because we've been like, conditioned to believe that carbs make us fat, which is not true. Um, but again, adherence is super important. So if I get someone like that, then what I'll do, and if you're like that, then what you can do is just kind of split the difference between fat and carbs. Eventually, you want to get to a point where you're just increasing carbs. But for the first like two weeks or so, you can increase a little bit of fat too. But ideally, protein stays fixed, fat stays fixed. We increase 50 to 100 calories every one to two weeks through carbohydrates until we get you up to that ideal maintenance. Now, the most important thing here is, is biofeedback. If you're eating below your maintenance, especially by quite a bit, you're probably not feeling the best energy. You're probably not feeling the strongest in the gym. You're probably not sleeping the best, um, probably not in the best mood. So it's important to pay attention to those things as we go about this process because priority number one is to get those things in order. So even if we don't make it all the way up to 3,000 calories, let's say we get up to 2,900, you feel full of shit. You don't really want to get another 100 calories. And you're just like, dude, like, can we just be done with this? Possibly. If you feel better, if you feel good, if your biofeedback is on point, then yeah, we can be done with it. We don't have to get all the way up to the ideal maintenance. Now, in a perfect world, would we? Yeah, I would like to get your calories. I'm, I might even take them higher than your ideal maintenance. And why I would do that is I would just take them as high as possible while you're maintaining your weight. So if we can get you up to... 3,100, 3,200 calories while maintaining your weight. That's an even more ideal scenario because that puts us in a position where now we can have you losing fat at even more calories. So whereas, let's say if you're at 3,000, we might have to take you down to 2,500. If you're at 3,200 because we took the extra time to, to, to push it and see how far we can get, now we can have you losing fat at like 27, 2,800 calories which is pretty crazy to think about because so many people want to starve themselves when it comes to fat loss. And that's just, it's just not what we want to do. Of course, you're going to be a little bit hungry, but our goal is to have you losing fat on as many calories as possible. So by taking the time to slowly ramp up your metabolism, slowly ramp up the calories, you're going to put yourself in a position where it's going to be a lot more easy to lose fat in the long run because one, it's going to be a lot easier to adhere to a higher calorie amount while you're still in a deficit and two, it gives us more room to work with. So for example, um, if we start you at, at 2,000 calories and take you down to 1,500, what happens when you adapt to that? As a coach, I'm not going to take you lower than that. I mean, I guess it depends on your body weight and your height and stuff like that. But most people below 1,500 is not, not where you want to be. Um, whereas if you took the time to get you up to 3,000, Let's say we start you off at 2,600 in your deficit, and then you adapt, you plateau, and you legitimately plateau for a couple of weeks. We still have plenty of room to go down there. We can take you down to 25, 24, 
we, we have plenty of room without feeling like we're going to run you into the ground. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot better because that gives us more room to work with and the more room we have to work with, the longer we can run the cut. And typically the longer we can run the cut, the more fat you're going to lose. So all in all, it's very important to make sure that your metabolism is in a place um, where it can effectively lose fat without running yourself into a ground, into the ground. Um, so yeah, that's scenario number two. If you're, if you're a little bit far, uh, below under, uh, below under, so below your ideal maintenance. So if you're, let's say like 500 plus calories below maintenance, then this is the process you'd want to take. It takes some time. Like I said, it might even take more than four weeks, depending on how far off you are. For some people, it might take months, just depending on how far you are. And that's where having a coach is very, very helpful just because it can be a daunting process to take yourself through a several-month-long reverse diet. And it really just depends. And I wish I could give you an easier answer, but the reality is we need to take the time to do things the right way to make sure that you're set up for success. Because look, especially for someone who's tried to lose fat in the past and hasn't succeeded, what makes you think doing it the same way over and over again is going to work? Isn't it time to switch things up? Isn't it time to try something new and actually go about it in a way that's going to be effective? Just something to think about. So the last scenario I want to talk about today um, is if you're really just, well, one, if you're, if you're weight over your maintenance calories and you're overweight, then that's a very easy solution. I'm not even going to talk about that as like a scenario just because like, that was essentially common sense. Like if you're way over on your calories, you're way overeating. Now we just got to get those calories down. That's a, that's a really, I don't want to say easy, because obviously there's a lot of psychological stuff that goes into it, but that's a very simple scenario. We don't have to worry about reverse dieting up or all this stuff. We can just take you back down to maintenance. And even that will probably give you losing weight. So there's that. And the last scenario I want to talk about today, I want to keep this relatively short. Um, is if it's sporadic, if it's all over the place. Some days you're eating, let's say, like 600 calories. The next day you're eating 3,000. It's all over the place. There's no real predictability. In that case, I'm very comfortable with just putting you at maintenance or maybe putting you a little bit below maintenance to see if to see if uh, your body responds, see if you lose fat. But in this, in this scenario where you're all over the place, there's no real consistency, this diet before the diet phase is all about creating that consistency. And again, just getting good with the skill of tracking, getting a consistent meal schedule in place so you can remain consistent and adhere to the strategies that we actually implement. Because again, if we have all these awesome strategies, but you can't actually stick to them, it doesn't mean anything. So if you're all over the place with your calorie intake, way under on some days, way over on some days, at maintenance some days, and it's just like all over the place, no real predictability, first order of business is to create that predictability create that structure um and in most cases if in that case i would probably just put you at maintenance just because some days you're going way over some days you're way under so there's not really a consistent baseline there in the first place so we can create ideally just create that main that uh, baseline at maintenance so that way once you create that baseline for a couple of weeks you can actually take yourself into a fat loss phase and lose fat effectively so if you're all over the place, first order of business is to just create some consistency, create some adherence, adhere to your macros at maintenance. And as far as how you're going to structure your macros, um, it's pretty standard as always one gram per pound of protein on it. You could be anywhere between 0.7 to 1.2 grams per pound of protein. 
and uh, fat's going to be anywhere between 30 to 35 percent of total calories. So you'll multiply your total calories by 0.3, and then with that number, you'll divide it by nine because fat has nine calories per gram. And then lastly, carbs just simply fill out the rest of your calories once protein and fat is accounted or are accounted for. So yeah, I believe that wraps it up. I don't think I missed any uh, other scenarios there. Um, as always, the first order of business, the uh, second order of business, actually, because the first order of business is to, to get that baseline, understand where you're at right now. Second order of business is to create adherence, create some consistency, and to get you to that ideal caloric maintenance. So that way we can take you into a fat loss phase and you can actually effectively lose fat and keep it up instead of driving yourself into the ground with super low calories, binging, driving yourself into the ground with super low calories, binging again. We want to avoid that cycle. And the best way to avoid that cycle is just to take a little bit of extra time to do things the right way. Make sure your body's in a place where it is primed for fat loss. So that's the goal with the diet before the diet. Um, as always, if you have any questions about anything that I covered, need help implementing it yourself. Um, want to talk about coaching, whatever you need to shoot me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email. My inbox is wide open, more than happy to help you out. Thank you so much for listening. And as, as always, um, I just said, as always twice in a row, um, but it's okay. If you uh, enjoyed the episode, if you found it helpful, if you learned a few things, go ahead and share it with one other person who you think it would benefit as well. And thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you tomorrow.